I got my first iPad right after it was you know, shown by Steve Jobs. I had to get it because we were then developing an app, a Nosby app for the iPad. But it was still a consumption device and it was nice, it was fun, but that's it. Two years later, I got an iPad with cellular connection and retina display and the iPad 3 and I started using it more and then more and then I became kind of iPad only, which meant I was doing most of my computer work on the iPad. And then after years, there was the iPad Pro and especially first the 13 inch iPad Pro, then the 9.7 inch, but then the 10.5 inch iPad Pro which is just an amazing device. It's an amazing computer. I've been using it for the last one and a half years. And now we've got the new 11 inch and 13 iPad Pros and they're amazing. I just got the 11 inch one and I'm loving this device even more and I'm using it a lot. And contrary to popular belief, this is a freaking amazing computer. And how it became to be uh, one, what are the limitations of it, and uh, the future of the platform. Um, all of this concerning the iPad I want to discuss today on the podcast. Cool. So I'm guessing most of the people uh, listening to this episode already know the gist of what's new about the new iPad Pro, uh, but do you want to just summarize it really quickly in one minute? How's the, the new 11-inch iPad Pro different from the old 10.5-inch iPad Pro? Yes, um, several things. First of all, the design is radically di different because there is no, just like in the iPhone 10 and 10s, there is no uh, home button. Um, so it's just a frame, basically. It's more edgy, so there are not no the, the, the design is like not curved. Like, like it used to be for, for many, uh, many years now, the iPad. So there is the Face ID because, well, there is no home button. And inside, the new iPad Pro has the newest, latest and greatest uh, Apple's own A chip, which basically means they're just freaking showing off <laughs> with, a, with a device that's more powerful than basically most of the laptops being sold today with the Intel processors. And last but not least, it has USB-C instead of Lightning. Yeah, which <laughs> I, I did not see that coming. And one last thing, which is, um, or two small things, is it has a different um, keyboard case, which works a little bit differently. Most people would say better. And it has a version 2.0 uh, Apple Pencil, which solves the, the big issues that people had, which is charging, stowing, it and switching between uh, tools. Okay, so before we dive in, I want to talk about the pencil. F I mean, this pencil is the, how the pencil should have been in the very beginning. It has its place. It's 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 magnetically attached to the iPad. It's always charged. It charges when it's attached instead of discharging where where it's, where it's close, like in the previous pencils case. Uh, and uh, it's ready to go all the time. So I'm hoping to use it a lot more uh, in the future. Okay, so um, why, like th th that sounds cool and all, but why, why did you upgrade it in the first place? Is it that big of a difference in uh, practice? Okay, so um, as, as I mentioned, 
the iPad Pro 10.5 inch is an amazing computer. It's an amazing device and uh, I've been using ton, it tons uh, like, uh, over the last one and a half years. Um, I upgraded for two reasons. First reason, you know, being on the edge of technology, I wanted to have the latest and the greatest. Yeah. So that was basically it. So let's just put it out of the way. I wanted to have the newest iPad. Second, I hate uh, the Touch ID. I hate it because uh, of my skin condition and because I it's, it's always been inaccurate for me. And having the same gestures and the same face ID um, on the new iPad is very cool. And today, when I was setting it up, I realized how cool it actually is. Because, Radek, if you think about it, when you have the iPad the, um, and you set it up, the iPad is, is so big that the camera is either on top of it or on the side mm -hmm. of it. So, which makes it really good for reading the Face ID. So, I was setting up today lots of things and, it all, and they all very often required Face ID to work again and again, like launching one password and authenticating me, my face. And... I was always afraid that, that my face is going to be somewhere hidden, but because like my fingers and my hands are like in, in different place than the camera, there was no problem. Every time I, I was recognized very quickly. So the, ho the whole process of, of, of authentication and security is just brilliant. So I wanted to have, again, latest and greatest, I wanted to have the face ID and I, I didn't want the home button anymore for all these reasons. And again, if I can have in the same four factor, more screen and state, perfect. So I got the 11 inch, I have more screen and uh, still in the same four factor. But when I was choosing the 11 inch versus the 12.9 inch, the decision was pretty tough. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I want to I explain to people how serious you are about buying new Apple products. So I'm on a business trip to Wrocław to make a, a presentation on a meetup. I'm on the train and a Michael texts me, Michael Raleigh texts me and he says, we need to FaceTime, this is important. Michael never says, we need to talk, this is important. And I'm like, oh shit, something went really, really, really bad. And I'm like, okay, like 10 minutes. I was just going between trains, I had to, you know, uh, get off a train and I'm waiting for the next train, but I can't wait. I call Michael and I'm like, yeah, what's up? And Michael is like, I have a serious uh, problem. I need you to help me. Look at this. Michael switches the camera and shows me a table with three different iPads. And that was your problem. You couldn't choose between 11 inch and 12.9 inch. That was the serious issue you needed my help with. Exactly. I mean, really serious, man. I'm choosing a computer for the future. I'm going to use this computer like for months and years to come. For a year. So I want to choose the right one. <laughs> for a year. Yeah, basically. But anyway, I want to choose... I, I'm going to use it a lot yeah. during this year. So anyway, um, it's a serious issue because what they did with the 12.9 inch... Let's call it 13 inch. I mean, yeah. it's just so, you know. So, so with the bigger one... What they did is they shrank it down because of like, they could make it smaller, maintaining the same screen size. So they didn't like in the eleven point inch, eleven inch. What they did is they made the screen bigger. In the other uh, uh, way, they just kept the same screen but just made the whole thing smaller. So what I did was I went to the Apple Store on the day of the launch uh, on Wednesday and I set up 
the, these two new iPad Pros, my old iPad Pro, and I was working on all of them and trying to figure out which one I want. And in the very beginning, I was drawn more to the big one because, you know, this is going to be my main iPad. I want, I, I should have uh, like more screen real estate. Uh, I want to have it, you know, as much as I can. So I should get the big one. So I actually changed my order to the big one and I was pretty proud of my decision, but I wanted to have your feedback. So that's why, you know, it was serious, man. So anyway, um, after talking to you, after talking to a few friends as well, so I was really bugging friends at that moment, and working on the iPad, I logged into Nosby on all of the iPads. I was, I was you know, going through tasks and everything. And what happened was that uh, in the end, I reread my blog post from two years ago, where I wrote why after spending half a year with the big, bigger iPad Pro, I chose the smaller one. And I reread it and I was like, yeah, this, this, this argument still stands. I prefer the smaller one. Like with the big one, the, the problem with the big one is just it's too big. And the iPad, I have, I have it closer to my face than I would have a laptop or, 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 or a normal computer. That's why when I have it closer to my face, when I'm, when I'm holding it, like holding such a big iPad, like the 13 inch, is just mm. too big. And what I, what I remember from my stint with the big iPad, and it happened the same on this one, was that I would just have constantly two apps open in, in, in split view. Because otherwise, it would be just a waste of space. Yeah. You know? And the way I work on the iPad, I still subscribe to this paradigm of one app at a time. So I usually work on one app. I write something, I do something. Usually, of course, sometimes I do split view. Or sometimes I do, you know, even split view and additional, you know, view to have more apps open. But this is only once in a while. Normally, I use one app. And using one app in, on such a big screen was just a waste. Like iOS wasn't ready for it like, or isn't ready for it, uh, in, according to myself. Uh, so in the end... Uh, Back and forth, I changed my order, uh, called my reseller and told them, you know, no, I want the 11-inch. Now I have it. Uh, and, and really, the cool thing was that really, when I reread my, my, my blog post, I realized that this, the same arguments stand. And it was so refreshing to just, just read it again. And I was like, yeah, I was right then and I'm right now. So in the end, I got the 11-inch. I'm happy. It's it's ideal size and again i got the bigger screen anyway so that's great i think on ipads you should have an option to have like scaled modes you know how on, on the mac you, you have you know a native screen resolution but you can make it you know like make things smaller on the screen so that you can fit more and i mm -hmm. think that's awesome because most of the time i use the on my 15 inch macbook pro the native resolution which is which is actually, you know, things are bigger than they are in the default settings because it's just most comfortable to read. And most of the time that's great, but some of the time I'm, I'm doing something, you know, serious and I need a lot of space and I'm going, you know, the equivalent of 4K display on, on this little, you know, not little, on this 15 inch screen and I can do more. And I feel like the, the same is kind of true with, with, with this 10.5 uh, or 11 inch iPad Pro. Most of the time... You know, this is great and you want one adapt app at a time or even two and that's fine. But sometimes this is a frustrating limitation that when you do two apps side by side on this smaller iPad, they're not full-sized apps 
and like like some of the things yes. are hidden but at the same time as you're just just like you're saying you're holding it close to the you know to your face so uh you know if if your eyesight is is good enough like man all of those things can be smaller like i i can i can tap on them i can see them like just make things smaller so that it can fit more more text and, and more buttons and you just have text scaling and it doesn't even work everywhere exactly i mean just look at the size of the ipad mini they're like two ipad minis side by side yeah actually on the 11 inch so so you could technically really make it make it smaller that's that, that that's what i was hoping for but still on the 11 inch there is this limitation that even side by side they're not full scale ipad apps but apart from this uh you know i think the 11 inch is, is perfect size it's lighter than than the previous one and uh, the cool thing is that um, when my reseller finally got uh, an iPad for me, they called me that I, they have the iPad for me, but they don't have the color that I, I wanted because I wanted the space gray and they had the silver one. The cool thing with the silver one is that uh, it's still, you know, black mm. in front. So actually it doesn't make any, like, lots of difference. It's a question of your preference. So I got the silver one and... You know, we will link to, in the show notes to my photo on Instagram, which I'm going to post. It is so similar to the original iPad, to the iPad 1. It's, it's very, very it, similar. In, ter- are, in terms so... of uh, looks? Yes, yes, because iPad 1 is also very edgy. Yeah. Like, they're, they're, like it has edges. It's not as rounded as the following iPads were, because the iPad 2, remember, yeah, yeah, was, was, very was the first, first really rounded yeah, the, one. The original had, so, had the flat edge, but then it had this big bulge. Exactly, exactly. So it's thicker than this uh, new iPad, of course, it's, uh, and it's heavier. But, you know, but having my silver new iPad Pro and this old iPad 1... Like side by side, they are so similar. They they're just very very cool. So um so I so in my in, in my world, I just got the retro look iPad Pro. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about sizes. Um, yeah, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about performance. You said that they're just showing off, and I I wanna I wanna emphasize this. This this is actually a very big deal it might not seem like a big deal because it's not like that there's a you know um for for most existing iPad users there's not going to be a huge massive jump in terms of performance because it was already overpowered and and that's exactly uh, the point and and this is really important for where i think the future of computing is going uh because i think i, I believe for years that uh, destination for Mac is also to use ARM processors, uh, you know, designed by Apple, not not use Intel processors. And and those new iPad A12x um, chips, they are, it's faster than my MacBook Pro. Okay, it's faster than this yeah. 15 inch, $2,400 machine. It's faster. Yeah. So, what you want to say is that my tiny teeny flat uh, iPad Pro is faster than your computer. Yeah. And it's it's really thin. It actually lasts the whole day in normal usage and not a couple of hours. It's so thin, yeah. it's so light, it's so comfortable to it's drag not around. warm. It doesn't get hot. It doesn't have a fan mm. spinning around. It it doesn't need a no. absolutely massive and expensive charging brick. 
It's just this tiny slab of glass and aluminium, and it's faster than my big, expensive professional computer. And that's both depressing and reassuring about the future of computing. That even though Intel can't innovate anymore and is unable to make a big leap in terms of um, performance and efficiency, only small incremental gains very slowly, um, Apple is still on the Moore's law and we still get faster every two years. Yeah, just this old iPad Pro, the 10.5 inch, is it was already fast. It was already blazingly fast. And people were saying, now this is incredible. And now this one is just blowing yeah. it out of the water. So um, we discussed, uh, we will link in the show notes, the, an episode where we discussed about the ARM and, and, and the future of the Macs. But yeah, I mean, this is... And, and somebody uh, tweeted right after the presentation... Somebody tweeted the link on YouTube, we'll link to it as well, um, to the presentation when Steve Jobs was explaining the switch from PowerPC to the yeah. Intel and was, was saying that for them the most important thing is the performance per watt. Yeah. So the same argument can be used here. Like, I have this computer... And, and just think about how many of these small processors that, that, I, that I have can be squeezed in your computer. Like, like your computer can be so much faster. <laughs> Amazing. It really, really, really is. Uh, I don't know about the, uh, the iPad Pro, but in the iPhone uh, 10 and XS, I think the CPU has a, um, a max uh, power draw of 7 watts. And compare that to uh, the 15-inch MacBook Pro, where the CPU itself has a max power draw of, I think, 45 watts. And on the new 6-core, even more, definitely more. And then there's yeah. the GPU, which I think has a TDP of 55 watts. And it's still kind of crap. Uh, yeah, it, it just It's a massive, massive difference uh, in terms of performance per watt and also performance per watt per dollar. You also have to remember that. Um, the, I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know exactly uh, what it costs Apple, but a, the kind of um, uh, retail price or the estimated price for, for this class of, of, of processor in, in the 15-inch the MacBook Pro would be something around $450 from Intel. And people have estimated mm -hmm. that Apple um, pays TSMC like twenty to thirty dollars to to make their CPUs. That's that's over ten x difference. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's, it's actually not that fair because Apple is also you know it, it costs Apple to design them because they have the whole sure of course, thing, so, but so there is additional cost there. But of course, with economies of scale, with shipping, you know, so many millions of devices it's 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 really no problem they they ship hundreds of millions of of devices with those cpus so even at hundreds of millions of dollars uh spent every year or i don't know every month on this it's not that big of a deal 
no 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 it's not no it's not it's yeah that's why it's it's amazing like really um all the reviews were that that, that were um comparing the these ipads and and checking the benchmarks were just saying that apple is basically showing off and showing the intel that intel cannot get its shit together yeah i i'm i'm kind of worried about one thing i'm worried about the fact that um that uh qualcomm uh, and other uh, Android SoC manufacturers can't keep up, and they couldn't. They have not been able to to reach um, Apple uh, SoC performance levels since 2013, where Apple made a big leap with A7. Uh, and and the reason why why this is worrying is because. Uh, just like Mac would be better if Windows was better because Apple would be more motivated to keep innovating. Right now, they they, they are on this like just inc- like like this this CPU uh, team is is living in the future and really 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 innovating. Uh, but um, at some point, they might switch their focus and go do something else. And I really want to live in a world where Moore's law is a thing and we get twice as fast every two years. And without competition, uh, they they might be like, ah, we're good enough now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, so so yes. So this slab of glass and aluminum is faster than your professional computer yeah. and as always when you were uh, when you were reading reviews of 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 the new ipad pros written by professional journalists inevitably you come up with a question but can you really use the ipad pro for professional work mm. right and and this argument never stops. I mean, it's been there, like when I started using the iPad full-time in 2012. Uh, it's been there when the first iPad Pro was launched. It's it's here still. And there are many articles about it. There are many reviews about it. We'll link to the favor- our favorite ones uh, also um, in uh, below this episode. The thing is, many journalists and many people, and I remember you uh, were... Um, at some point, they are in this situation where they are so used to the Mac that they, they what they want is a copy-paste. They want to have the same experience, but just faster and smaller and mm-hmm. I don't know what. And they think that because they are professionals, they're professional journalists, if they cannot get their, you know, do their work on the iPad, others can't as well. Yeah. And, and this is bollocks. This is bullshit. Because the thing is, Whenever they write, and I think John Gruber made it very, very clear on his podcast. Whenever the journalists say, but you can't really do professional work on this iPad. What they want to say is that, but really I can't do professional work on this iPad. This is what they want to say, because there are so many people, not just me, I'm not the unicorn. I mean, there are so many people who are just taking the iPad, using it professionally, uh, you know, for writing, for, for, for what, I, I, don't, I don't know what, for also some special purposes. They use it and they love it, just like I do. Of course, there are still some limitations and they are laughing at these limitations in these reviews, which is good because Apple should be, you know, we have to point out the limitations always to make sure that the platform improves. But, but I just, like, whenever I get these reviews, I'm like, write it in your first person. You cannot uh, fathom uh, using the iPad. You would like to use the iPad, but you cannot, you didn't even try. Yeah. So just write it like this, but don't say generally that generally iPad Pro is, 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 is so powerful, but 
but nobody can work on the iPad professionally. So yeah, that's the that's the argument. And uh, and the cool thing is what happened here on, on this podcast that you know when you got your iPad Pro and you switched to using a lot like, like, like iPad Pro a lot for for many of your workflows, you realized that this thing really can be used for for many things. There are limitations, especially when you're a programmer, because there is no good programming environment for the iPad, uh, especially you know in, in in your niche. But but on the, uh, but for the rest of the stuff, you even you know discovered that whoa, this thing can be really used as a as a working computer. Yeah, I, this is so. I have a ton of complaints about the iPad and about iOS and we won't manage to do it in this episode. Next week, I'd like to tell you or retell the story of me attempting to go iPad only and what I learned and where I'm now and where I want to see the future. But I just, there are so many frustrations I have with the iPad. So many things I wish I could do. So many things I wish were less of a pain in the butt. But, and this is really important, I'm saying this from the perspective of someone who's on the cutting edge in terms of working on the iPad, I can do almost anything that I do on computers except for programming and like very niche weird things. The vast majority of tasks, again, except for my, uh, you know, programming on my main job, I can do on this iPad. And I often do do on this iPad. And only from this perspective as a, you know, pro you know, user and a pro, like like really uh, full on nerd that wants to not just be able to do something, but do something the fastest way possible. From this perspective, I have a lot of complaints. But when and 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 this is what I would mean when I say you know, iPad is annoying to use for professional work. But what they mean when they say professional work, they mean something else. They they mean something where I would be like. Oh no no iPad is great for that. Uh, when 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 most journalists exactly. say professional work, they mean writing. They mean like basic browsing, email, communications through you know Slack and messaging, and uh, basic um, you know file um, file and document uh, you know managing and stuff and that. That's like no. That's actually the easy stuff. That that stuff the iPad is great for. Uh, you have to learn how to use it. Like yeah, there are some things that iPad is bad at. Some some things that it's just slower at than the Mac. Uh, but the the biggest hurdle for people who who have a problem with doing quote unquote professional work on the iPad is is not iPad being limited, but just being different. Uh, just the fact that you can't exactly. expect to exactly. to squeeze everything you know about computing into a smaller package without uh, without a cursor, but with a touch screen, and have it be the same. Like like it has to be different. It has to be reinvented, and that is annoying because you have to relearn it. But uh, you know there are stuff where it is worse or bad or not good yet. But but the the problem that those people have is just the fact that it's different, and you have to learn how to use computers from scratch. Yes, exactly. That's that's the thing. I mean, when I decided to go iPad only in two thousand twelve, which was very early, I had to change almost everything that I know about mm-hmm. computers. You know, to to accommodate to the iPad, and and very often the journalists <laughs> are saying. 
I don't want to accommodate to this. This has to accommodate to me. Well, I'm sorry. If you have a baggage of using a PC computer or a Mac computer for so many years, I'm sorry, man. I had to break it down for you, but you have to accommodate <laughs> to the new thing because it's a new thing. It's a different thing. So there is this, you know, our human resistance to change. But why they wanna, why they are so frustrated very often and they're saying that we cannot do the professional and we cannot change because the appeal of the iPad is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, what this thing offers, apart from the performance that we just talked about, uh, think about it. You have this small slab of glass and aluminium, which you can take anywhere in almost any purse or any kind of backpack or anywhere. It's more powerful than anything. It's always connected to the internet if you have the cellular version. Which you should. Which you should. It's, <laughs> it's got 10-hour battery life, really 10-hour battery life. Mm. So you hardly really need to connect it to the power source during the day. So uh, it, it's, got, and it's always ready for you to work. And it's, got, and it's got this touch screen, so you can touch things. It's just so much joy to use. I mean, that, that's why I, I, I'm, I'm loving my iPad. That's why I, I loved my iPad Pro before, and I love it now even more. It's just so much fun to use. And when you work, having fun while you work is great. Like, I really love it. Like, like being able to draw on the screen, being able to, like, to, to touch things and manipulate them, uh, it's, it's fun. It's, it's great and just makes for a better day and a better work day. So that's <laughs> well, why... Maybe you're going a little bit too far with the magic. It is pretty magical, but then, you know, life goes on. And uh, I'm, I'm uh, substituting <laughs> the frustrations I have with the Mac with the frustrations I have with the iPad. Like, <laughs> like not every, everyone is as joyful about the little things as you are, Michael. Yeah, I know. Uh, but one of the things that I wasn't so joyful about is the switch to the USB-C. Yeah. That's really because. interesting, though, right? You know, you 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 know, you know, uh, you follow sometimes like Apple news, Apple rumors, and th there's this guy Meng Chi Kuo or something like that, and and this guy is like deep in into um, like supply chain in China for the all the parts, and so he is the best predictor we have for like where Apple is going with the hardware because he knows where, oh, this company started making a lot of money and started producing these parts. And like he knows. And, you know, oftentimes he makes predictions which people are like, like, no, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. And he was like, oh, the new iPhones will, won't have 3D touch. Like, what do you mean there won't be 3D touch? iPhone 10R doesn't have 3D touch. And then he's like, yeah, new iPad will have USB-C. And I'm like, yeah, right. USB-C after years of lightning. No way. Yep, USB-C. No lightning. What the hell? Yeah, and just yesterday I wanted to do the uh, the upgrade traditional way, so with the cable. Mm. And so I, I connected my old iPad Pro to my old MacBook Pro, the, the 2013 uh, MacBook Pro. And I got, I did the backup and encrypted yep. backup. And then I wanted to do the restore on the new iPad Pro. I connected, I bought a few different cables, uh, USB-C, USB-A cables on um, uh, on Amazon. And I, I, I bought the, the most compact ones because I, you know, I wanted to be minimalist and good and whatever. So I plugged it in and no dice. It's just plugging in and unplugging, plugging in and unplugging. It just, it just doesn't work. And with and now I get it, like the frustrations that you had before with the USB-C standard and Thunderbolt standard, like no cable 
Like there is no one standard cable. There is a charging cable, there is a data cable, there is a charging and data cable. They're like, mm. So in the end, what I did is that I went just the Wi-Fi route. I just did the iCloud backup and iCloud restore. I just couldn't make it anymore. But it was really frustrating. Yeah, so it, the... and my my first batch of USB accessories yeah. is coming today. So yeah, I'm gonna be learning how to live with USB-C now. It's the worst though, right? Because on one hand, it's better because USB-C is a universal serial bus and not uh, a proprietary serial bus. But then uh, they're not going to put USB-C on the iPhone. And so you use those exactly. two devices as interchangeable as two different form factors of the same thing. And you have all the adapters for all the things that you showed off uh, recently on uh, one of the last episodes. And for the foreseeable future, you'll have two of each. <laughs> yes, exactly. I will have more dongles. Welcome to Dongle Town twice. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. All right. I think we should wrap up because it's getting getting long. Um, so I'm setting up right now my iPad. The, the one tiny last thing I wanted to mention is that I got the iPad. I got the pencil, which is great. I did not get the smart keyboard folio Ooh, yet. Why? Because I wanted to get the English international version, which they didn't have. My, my retailer didn't have. Ah, with the with the correct enter key. Exactly. So yeah, of course. So um, so I ordered it uh, and some for for and on Apple.com, and it takes like two weeks to send it to me, like this small thing. So I'm waiting for it. So meanwhile, what I did is I dug up my old Zag keyboard, Bluetooth ah, keyboard, I from that. 2012 when I started to be iPad only. I charged it and it works. I can type. Of course it works, the Bluetooth keyboard. Exactly. And I'm using it right now. It's okay, but the smart keyboard was really good. Like, like is really good. So Okay, the, the size is slightly different, but, but as a temporary hack, does the... Um, the smart cover for the 10.5 inch iPad fit or is the magnet uh, situation different? No, the, 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 the whole thing is completely different. Uh, it's, you cannot, I mean, there is no connector. Smart connectors ah, in different course, place. Of so course. There is no I way see. to connect it. No. So, so there's no way for me to reuse my old smart keyboard. So no, I have, I have to stick with the, with the Bluetooth keyboard, which is fine. I'm going to just be using a lot, you know, more the iPad naked without anything and, and, uh, uh, and with this keyboard and we'll, I'll see how this goes. So uh, in the meantime, I'm going to just try that, which is just, you know, coming in again, retro thingy, which I like. Okay. Uh, and I didn't think I mentioned the most important thing on my part, which is that, uh, I was thinking about it, about this new iPad Pro. I was playing with it in uh, in a store. It, it's it's very appealing, obviously. It's oh yes. In it terms is. of hardware, it fixes all of the um, small annoyances I had with the iPad. But uh, so far, I've decided not to get it uh, for a simple reason: my iPad problems are software related and not hardware related. Yes. What I'm wait what I I'm truly waiting for is not the I new iPad Pro. It's, it's new iOS. iOS 13 and iOS 14 and iOS 15. <laughs> exactly. And you know, considering this is plenty fast and 
you know the the new things are kind of nice to have. Uh, this is this is great for now, uh, but we'll see. Uh, maybe next year, if iOS 13 is all I hope it will be, um, in terms of iPad productivity, then uh, having the new iPad with uh, which uh, just going to be faster is probably compl- going to complement it really well. Yep, I think I think, uh, and chances are that really the the, new, the iOS thirteen will be very iPad focused. So, especially with this, I mean, with this powerful hardware, the only thing that is holding it back is the iOS. So, yeah, yeah. here's to iOS thirteen. I, I just I I wish this machine was more hackable. Uh, simply for <laughs> for 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 the reason. Well, okay, that wouldn't happen because of a different. Uh, CPU architecture, but I, I just I wish I wish some total nerd or a group of nerds managed to run macOS on this iPad Pro. Not because it's a good idea or a good user experience. It's just like it would be so interesting to to see how this this amazingly uh, powerful tiny device would perform with a uh, with macOS. It just it would be something amazing uh, to see. But yeah, that's that's not that's not happening. No. I don't think so. All right. Uh, I think you had one pick for this week before we wrap yeah. up. Um, the book I just read. I mean, I've read a few books right now, but this one just sticks out. It's really good. Bullshit Jobs, A Theory by David Greber. It's really cool. And it's all about, you know, efficiency, productivity, and the, you know, the the jobs and the real jobs and the bullshit jobs and the the, the cool thing about this book is that the author raises many questions gives lots of suggestions but doesn't really um, give a definite solution so it's a really thought-provoking book and very well written very well written i really it's been a while since i enjoyed the book so much nice uh i don't have any picks for this week but I just wanted to give one tiny recommendation uh, in case you were going to buy the new iPad Pro and you're a new listener. If you're buying the iPad Pro, if you're thinking about working on the iPad Pro, you have to get the LTE version and you have to buy the smart keyboard folio. Apple Pencil is nice to have, but it, it, that's going to depend on, on your use case. But LTE and the keyboard folio are mandatory. And yes, they are terribly overpriced, those two upgrades, but y- yes. you just have to pretend that you've never seen the $800 price and that the price is $1,100 for the iPad Pro with LTE and uh, the smart keyboard folio. Because without them, this bare naked machine is is not the actual iPad Pro experience. Yeah, I got the 256 gigabyte version just to make sure that I have enough space for anything I want and it's plenty enough. I mean, I unless you don't know, I don't know, you're going to the professional movie 4K production, you don't need more than 256. So yeah. 60, My- I think with 64 you can still live by, but I, I just chose a little, a little bit bigger because this way I, I'm safer. My, my experience with, with the iPad, I, I've been going 64 gigs and uh, that's plenty for me. Uh, the the most space that, that, you know, you need the most space for, for music and photos. And I just, I don't do that on the iPad. Uh, it's mm-hmm. all in the cloud. So 
uh, yeah, un unless you're, you're doing like photography or video or something like that, where you would actually need on-device storage, then 64 gigs should be enough. But LTE and keyboard, you need to have them. Yeah. Um, when I was in the Apple store, there was a guy who was ordering an iPad Pro and he ordered the Wi-Fi version. And I was blunt enough to ask him just, you know, although I'm not the salesperson, I'm like, think again, because the magic of the iPad Pro <laughs> is the fact that when you have the cellular, you are always connected to the internet. Yeah. But he wouldn't budge. He said that he only needed the Wi-Fi, whatever. If he, that's all he needed, that's fine. But I, I totally stand by you here. The, the LTE version is just magical. You're always online, just like with your phone. It's perfect. Yeah, you, you, you don't really understand the difference before you, you actually have it. Yeah, and then let's record on the 10th again, two episodes. Ah, you're going so far ahead, man. Mm -hmm. Long-term thinker, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have, again, latest and greatest, I wanted to have the face ID, and I, I didn't want to have the home screen anymore. The home screen. <laughs> I didn't want the home button anymore. We need to face ID. <laughs> <laughs> We want to connect on a yeah. different level. We want to face ID now. <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs>